All right, Snap Tackle Pod time. High school football fans, welcome to it. It's your preeminent high school football podcast for the Kansas City High School area. I'm Mick Schaefer of KSHB 41 Sports. That is Dion Clisso of Preps KC at PrepsKC.com. What's up, Dion? Not much, man. Uh, rainy Wednesday night as we film this. Yeah. Looks, supposedly it's going to rain for two days, and uh, it'll definitely be football weather on Friday night. And, um, this getting colder finally. Some, it's getting colder. This used to be the week that uh, you had some decent games. They made the when, when was this the week we had decent games? Because this well, was not like, in Kansas. Not this in Kansas is the worst won, week ever. They won every year 16. of high school football. In in Missouri, it used to be, you know, six had thirty two, one through four had sixty four, and then five was the catch all. Five you didn't have that many good games. But that meant you had 18 full districts. So if you had a really good district, like the class four, like usually district eight up north of the river with like Smithville and Platt County and Kearney and Winnetonka and St. Joe Lafayette and Excelsior Springs, there was one year that six of the eight teams had one loss or less. And then like the other two teams, like the worst record in the district was like four and, you know, four and five. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, you get some good three, six matchups. Well, those, those yeah. are kind of over now that they've spread it out evenly between two and five. So it's not necessarily yeah. a great, it's not a great week this week on both sides. It's, it's at hard least it's to co- find. I can't, I, you, you should drop your Remax big three down to like a big one. All right. Like there's like one game on each side um, because it might not even be that. Uh, but the good news is on the horizon, I can't decide what I like better semifinal week or like quarterfinal week, both quarterfinals. Quarterfinals, you have great games, you have more of them. Semifinals, you have great games, but obviously just one per class a lot of times, right? Yeah. Kansas and Missouri, uh, at least the, the sides that we cover. In um, in quarterfinals, you have double that, right? So that's good. Well, and, and, and you, in quarterfinal week on both sides of the state line, you also have Missouri Class 6 semifinals. Yes. So that's that kind of adds it a little bit uh, in there, too. That's right. So Class 6, we'll get over the Saturday after Thanksgiving Yep. All the other classes pretty much will get over the week after that, right? Yeah. And so, so they're in line with Kansas. Kansas gets done the Saturday after Thanksgiving. It's weird. They, they, they start off not together, then they catch back up together. And then Missouri kind of branches out even some more. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun run. And who knows this year, you could have uh, very easily have two, te- two Kansas city teams in two separate semifinals in class six uh, vying to go to the state championship. Love for that. Love for that to happen on the, on the Kansas side too. And six, a have, uh, have, you know, maybe the, what, the Lawrence's, uh, yes. one of, one of them playing, uh, someone from the East side, that would be cool to have, uh, for once. Hey, I want to get into this before we get into the games from last week and this week, Bubba Starling retiring from sports. I, I'm, I'm guessing, I, guess. I don't think he'll go back I, to I, Nebraska at age 29 I, or 30 or whatever he's I, at. I think he'll still hunt. Probably. He'll still hunt. That, that'll hunt count. Fish. Fish. Yeah. Loving, I mean, no, I, fishing, hunting every day or whatever however the song goes. And, um, uh, though I always had a guy who worked at the examiner with me said that hunting isn't a sport because if the other side doesn't know it's playing, it's not a sport. Right, exactly. The other side doesn't <laughs> get any guts. <laughs> so, but um, he, I never saw Darren Sproles play. So that caveat out there, Bubba Starling was the best high school football player I've ever seen personally uh, in the Kansas City area. Where does he rank for you? Oh, he's he's right up there with the Liddell Betts and Darren Sproles and people like that. And, and I think people Did you, you see, know, were you see, here for Sproles and Betts? I saw him on, on TV. Yeah, for I covered Betts. I've been at Betts games. Okay. And I saw I saw Sproles on TV, you know, on, on someplace. Well, so did I. I've seen I'm I'm just saying like I saw I, I covered Betts live. I covered Betts live and yeah. he was he that, was amazing. I mean, NFL guys, that, that those can count. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, Sproles, I think they played Lee Summit North one year and I didn't cover that game. I mean, they had like a home and home at Lee Summit North a couple of times and I didn't cover that game during that time. But no, it's, uh, excuse me, as I drink water, I'm, I'm battling a little bit of a cold here. And I'm, my throat's going to dry out on me really quick. But this is my, we, we take a little, pull the curtain back. This is the same day we record our radio show. So I've been kind of at this for a while. And by the time the night comes, Listen, you know, you're a man was, of spoken word, Dion. Okay? <laughs> you got to rally. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'll be the man of the smoking word tomorrow. We'll see what happens. But uh, uh, no, Bubba was fantastic. And, you know, real nice guy. I, I, I talked to him a few times. Um, and ironically, a couple of years ago, uh, for my son's birthday, we uh, in 2019, we got him tickets behind the dugout. It was late in the season. The bubble was up and um, they're, you know, pregame. And, and, you know, that's the perfect place to get stuff signed is right behind the dugout. And, um, we were over there by the, the thing and he comes in and I was like, Hey, Bubba, I said, I don't know if you remember, you know, preps KC. He's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and that was kind of cool. Cause he was the, the, for, for those who don't know, and there's probably a lot who don't, there was a preps KC magazine the first four years yes. and the first and the, and the middle section was two matching features, a Kansas feature and a Missouri feature. And, and Bubba was of course the first Kansas feature. That was his senior year, our first year. Uh, do you have any idea who the second, the, the Missouri feature was? In 2010? 2010. I'll give you I'll give you a hint. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Nathan Schillhouse. No, he was already gone by then. He was gone. Um, Lane Dalton. So he no. gone in honor of your Blue Spring South hat. There. Yes, yes. Uh, um, north of the river. Oh, um, oh, north of the river. I was going to say Gavin Warmack next. Um, running back, north of the river. He was also a senior. Was kind of the first star for this Team that would go on to produce many stars. Was it Carney? Wins, no, uh, Staley. I'll give you Staley. You might, you probably don't remember this guy. He's now coaching. Oh yeah, uh, no, I remember him. Uh, but not the Simone Award winner. It no, not not, uh, not Trent Not one. Um, Ev- Evan Campbell. Evan Campbell. No, I don't. Tail, Sorry. Little tailback for them. Had you know 15, 1800 yards on the, on some of Fred Richard's first good teams up there. Um, was the other one a good a good interview? Good kid. Um, Trent Hosick did not play that year. He was, Hosick was, was sitting out. It came he came back. Yeah. Out. yeah. And then he came back as a junior. Uh, in fact, they probably, I don't know people at least on West might argue with you. If they'd had Hosick his sophomore year, they might've gotten at least some West and gone down and won a state championship. Oh, what day, what year was the legendary game? They uh, that was 60 something, 60 something, both in the sixties, whatever. Yeah. That was the next year. That was, I was at that game. That was fantastic. Uh, Evan Bain was in that game. Warren yeah. Stewart. A lot of good players. So yeah, no, back to Bubba, but no, he was a good dude. And, and I, you know, I, I think people, it, it's hard to, to, to do what he did uh, to even just make it, get a contract and make it to the major leagues. I don't care what draft pick you yeah. are. Um, it's a little bit, you know, better of a science now than it used to be, but it's still hard to do. Um, there's plenty of guys that the Royals had that came up and, you know, that, that never got there. And, or if they did, they didn't even have, and he got up here and was, was productive and was able to show, what he could do defensively, especially. And, and he had some good, you know, the 19 yeah. and 20 had some good stretches, but uh, I think he, you know, last year he worked, he was in Omaha and he went to the Olympics and won a silver medal last year. And uh, you know, he was right. in Omaha for parts of the year and he was kind of their fourth outfielder guy. And I think he kind of saw the writing on the wall. And um, I think he'll be, ha- I think he lives over out by Gardner still. And he's, I think he's still in town. And uh, I thought that he, I think Dave Stewart had told me that he bought a truck. He's a on his honeymoon right now. So oh, he's he got on married. The line. <laughs> well, good for so. him. And, and now he's, uh, he, he's one of those guys that uh, really, 
yeah. and really kind of electrified the town of Gardner and really kind of put them on the map. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, took them all the way to the state championship game against Hutch um, that year in uh, in Emporia. Remember well, senior year, Blue Valley beat him in the semifinals. Yes, that was a great game too. Yep, that's the that's the classic Eric Driscoll telling me that uh, they started that game and Blue Valley marched right down the field on them and scored. And whoever was up in the booth said, "Hey, we can do that all all game on them." Like they felt like they could score on Gardner when they wanted to. And Rick McNerland, who's Defensive corner, time. Oh, I know, Rick. You're you're gonna you're gonna need to. You're gonna need to, yeah. Because <laughs> he went crazy. Did he have like 200 yards and five touchdowns in that game? Oh, uh, we we, like we brought. I don't remember. We we brought out the video though the other day or yesterday. Whenever uh, he announced his retirement, yeah, that was. Uh, it, I think the first play from scrimmage, over. he took. He ran all over everybody. Like, he was the he's the best three sport athlete I've seen as well too. Not, oh, not just yeah. baseball and football, but he was a division one basketball recruit and uh, he was an all-state basketball player and they would just throw oops to Bubba down there in Gardner. So six, was, six, five could run like the wind. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, and that's the thing. And then, and he never really get, I, I think he, I think if he had gotten a little, you know, if he maybe fo- thought he was going to focus on football because he was doing all three sports and, and got his uh, mechanics a little refined in football. He, he could have been that athletic guy and, and that kind of thing there. Um, his, throw, his throwing mechanics were a little rough in spots, um, but they didn't ask him. I mean, him who was that, Nebraska, to play quarterback? Yeah. Back yeah, when Nebraska was, was good. <laughs> so, no, he uh, – he, I would have loved to have seen him as a, as a receiver, tight end or something like that. I think, yeah. he, I think he could have been an NFL guy as a tight end. Oh, I think he easily could have with that speed. So. All right. Let's get to uh, some big results last week. So, on the Kansas side, Spring Hill – losing to Eudora Spring Hills first loss of the season coming in week eight at a Eudora team which you called it Dion was was very capable and Spring Hill played some close games in the in the frontier league leading up to that Eudora finally got them well and and uh I had a guy uh from KPREP say well the frontier league's down this year and I was like well I don't know about that I think that they had some teams that lost some players like Paola and Lewisburg and uh, Eudora was a younger team, and um, I think that at the end of the year, I think this league is looking really good. I think it's a really tough league, and I think Eudora stepping up and beating uh, Spring Hill shows that. But mm-hmm. no, I it, you could kind of sense it coming. And Eudora had been in every game; like every game was a one-score game, mm-hmm. and they got the lead on Spring Hill and just kind of ran away from it. It, it yep. was a very impressive win for them. Yep. Another good win was Lawrence over Lawrence Free State. That's always going to be a great game. It was again. This year, it went down mm-hmm. to the wire. Lawrence scores late. It was a tie game. Lawrence scores late and then goes for two, oddly enough. They get it. It works out. Free State comes down and has the ball about a 20-yard line. Uh, one last pass in the end zone falls incomplete. So, Lawrence gets the advantage of uh, Free State. I think both those teams are dangerous going to the playoffs. And, and playing really well. I mean, you know, Free State had gotten beat by Olathe North like about a month ago. Um, and then they have been playing really well, of course, knocked off Mill Valley. Uh, but Lawrence goes to Olathe North and, and Free State in back-to-back weeks, plays those two teams and beats them in close games. And I think, you know, Lawrence is, Lawrence is a dangerous team. I think Free State's a dangerous team. You know, Jed Deneen is a, is a kid for uh, Free State that's, that's doing everything. And uh, he's almost I got think he should be, get some Simone love. I think so, too. And, and you know, um, I think it'll be interesting to see. You know, we kind of had some of that discussion – uh, today with Ryan Wallace, when we were doing the um, the radio show, and and I, you know Henry Martin's having a good year, and Mikey Pauly, and uh, those guys, and you know you know great 
Grayson Holbert at Blue Valley, Trey Baker at, at uh, Lee Summit North. A lot of quarterbacks out there. Jet Deneen, he's as much of a dual threat as anybody. He's already got a thousand yards rushing. Yeah. Um, and and you know the one thing that Kevin Stewart told us last week, the Free State coach, he's like, he goes, yeah, people think that we don't, you know, we just call quarterback runs all the time. He goes, he goes, we call a lot of pass plays that Jet takes off and runs. On. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he goes, so uh, that's and he's got options too in that passing game. It's a uh, it's a it's a good team. I've seen him. Yeah, uh, first I, team. I think so that was good yeah, with my Lawrence. Who I mean, you got a D one coach there, Chesty yeah. Lions. Yeah, no, I think it's I, I I'm I'm really looking forward to see. And, I, and for someone who had not really gotten, who didn't really know Clint Bowen, uh, and every time that he would do the interim guy, people would champion him for the job. And I'm like, man, people of Lawrence love this guy. Well, they, they, you had to because I mean, he lasted through so many coaching changes there at uh, at KU. He stuck around. He was on everybody's staff. He had a guy, he was a guy with a great reputation, loved him at KU. The guys would come in and realize I want this guy on my staff as well. Um, and, and so now and just he's getting getting, coach his, uh, his son in his senior year. Yeah. And, and you know, getting, I mean, he seems, he, you know, it's, you never, when a guy comes to the, he was the interim coach at the, a couple different times at a power five school and, and he's coming, coming on a high school football radio show. It's like, you don't you don't know what to expect. Yeah. I mean, let's just say Les miles when I interviewed him, it was quite strange. And it was one of those things that you didn't, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. You talked to Les Miles. Was it was yeah. he was he coaching somewhere in the high school? No, that was that was right after he got the KU job. I did a podcast with him, and it was uh, uh, interesting to say the least. And then when I interviewed Eli Drinkwitz last summer, uh, and I, I said, "Hey, you got a minute for a quick podcast?" And uh, he said to me, "He's like, oh, I hope I don't screw it up." And I was like, "I've interviewed Les Miles. It's a low bar. Don't worry." <laughs> and he just kind of laughed. He's like, "Really?" <laughs> and that's a guy who walks into the room and 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 doesn't yeah. really have a sense of. I mean, he's just like. Hey, I'm Eli Drinkwitz. Nice to meet you. I mean, you know. All right, let's so. talk about. Um, all right, I, I don't know much about this. You were telling me beforehand, University Academy like turned with the win, turned the entire Missouri football playoff system on its head. Here, what what happened? Well, they were sitting in the four seed, and and they're in the district with Mid Buchanan, East Buchanan, uh, West. Those Black, Class One district in Missouri. K, the KCI teams and the KCI conference all around um, St. Joe and. and they um mid buck is undefeated they were in the state championship game last year um east buck has one loss to mid buck west platte has two losses to east buck and mid buck university academy came in the last week with three losses to pembroke hill um windsor who's the number one ranked team in missouri class one and defending state champion and summit christian class three team who has one loss by one point so yeah university academy beaten van horn beaten kansas City central um they and so they play they play a lot of teams that are bigger than them and not just right. one class and that's, or two class. that's that helps points. in the system you don't you don't have to beat them all but if you beat some that really skyrockets your yeah points. so they beat east uh, 50, uh 49 to nothing um and so that is that catapults them in what was a tight district race it wasn't like they jumped 17 points or something to the one seat and twitter on saturday morning coming out of northwest missouri was ready to burn down the entire system. Yeah, like, because look, they're is- they're ahead of, they're six and three. They're ahead of seven and three West Platte, eight and one East Buchanan, and nine and zero oh Mid Buchanan. Yeah. So they really are a team that, but you know, that, is that the right? A- I mean, if you had to pick if record aside in this district, you think University Academy is the one that comes out of it? I I think they've got a really good shot because uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, they. they the complaints were, you know, this isn't right. This isn't right. Well, they all have to play each other. Really, it just moved East Buck and, and the game between East Buck and um, 
mid buck up a week possibly yeah assuming that one of them would have beaten university academy in the you know mid buck mid buck would have beat university academy it just changed up the dynamic but all four of those schools will have a chance to do it on the field and for ryan hefley the head coach of university academy who's been going through some tough times the last few years and started a ton of freshmen three or four years ago who are now seniors that's a really good football team that that has um is going to be a tough a tough out for anybody and they've got the one seed that they got home and home field advantage and you know the joke is when this system first came out in 2012 i can remember getting an email from one sam canopic over pembroke hill he emails me on saturday morning right after it happened and he said we've got it figured out. He goes, we're going to schedule nothing but class six teams go zero and nine and have the one seat in our district. Every yeah. <laughs> Cause that, that, that could feasibly do that. You could do, feasibly it for you. do that there. There was a, the first few years that West Plains who's now very good um, was not very good and was getting drilled by 30 and 40 points. Now plus 13 is the only point you get. I mean, anything over 13 is academic yeah. in terms of how it affects your score, but they were getting drilled. And at one point, because they were playing teams that were above them, they were like five class five and class six teams, they were like the five seed. And at one point, they looked like they were going to host a game and yeah. they hadn't even sniffed a win. Now, they came back down. I think they were the seven seed that year. But there are some failings in that that you think a team that should that hasn't won a game. But I don't think you could you could criticize that saying a team that's 0-9 is ahead of a 2-7 and or a 3-16. and But you can't, you can't say that a university academy hasn't played anybody. Yeah, because they played good. They played bigger teams that are that you know. I hate to tell the KCI conference, they've all played each other, and they've got seven games on like two non-cons, and they didn't really step out of non-con. I mean, yeah. uh, so it's it's one of those things that you got you got to be able to schedule some, you know. And and it's just we're talking about home field advantage. We're not talking. Nobody won a district based off the point system. No yeah. one was eliminated from the postseason because of the point system. Right. I mean, I don't I don't love that that St. James if they beat. Um, Lewisburg and Baser Linwood are playing in the second round because they may be the two best teams in 4A. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. So, right now, I'd like to change that a little bit, but yeah, on the Kansas side. So, yeah, no, it's uh, the, the point system is it can always use some tweaks. I don't think that's the, but the just trashing the whole thing because of one, sure, one instance is not worth it. Well, in class six, it's harder to manipulate the system because you're they're not, you can't jump up and play a class yeah. seven school, right? So, class six, district four this year in Missouri Park Hill South nine and zero record over Liberty North. I think most people would say, okay, Liberty North played a much tougher schedule, maybe deserves that number one seed. How do you make, uh, make that district out? Is that, uh, is that, that seated the right way? I, you know, I, I think Liberty North's the best team, um, but you know, Liberty North played a tougher schedule and they had one less game. They had one less game them. too. That matters. You're right. That hurts them as much losing the game to Staley to COVID hurts them as much as, as losing at Bentonville, which, at the beginning of the season, I wrote a column and said, if, you, if I think it, you should, if you have to cancel because of COVID, that that it should go as a forfeit. So they would have got their plus 13 and they would have gone on with their day and it would have been just like they played the game. Liberty North takes the hit there for yeah. no fault of their own for playing one less game. And, and Park Hill South, who is a good football team, and if they were in class five, they would easily be the class of class five, who's up in class six, has only played one class six team, and that's Lee Summit, and they went to overtime in that game. It's yeah. their conference. It's the way it's set up. That's not. That's out of their control. They've gone out and won every game that was put in front of them. Um, they've got Blue Spring South this week, and I, you know, I live in Blue Spring South. You see, this is my first hat I ever got back when they won the state title in 2011. Um, and I was just at a school function, and someone's like, "Well, Blue Spring South's going to beat him, right?" I'm like, "Are you guys? Come on, Park Hill South's a good football. Blue Spring South hasn't, hasn't won yeah. a game. 
Um, and, 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 and I'm not trying to be down on Blue Spring South, but yes, does Park Hill South not play the same level of competition? No, but they've beaten teams that would have beaten some other class six teams. Um, it's not just the, you know, there's no dividing line that says you, ha- you need to play six class, class six teams. But I, you know, I think Park Hill South will be interesting if they get past Blue Spring South. They can uh, play the Park Hill. They can play Park Hill, which I think is a better matchup for them versus Rockhurst. And I think that Rockhurst is a bad matchup, just the way they, the style of play they want to play um, versus, versus Park Hill South. But Park Hill South is a good football team and they, they, they went undefeated. They did what they were supposed to do. And, and if you're Liberty North and the grand scheme, if you end up going and you, you got to beat Park Hill South anyway, whether it was your place yeah. as the one seed, if it, if it gets to that or at their place as the two seed. And, and also if you're Liberty North, if you go to the two seed and Francis Howe wins out that district as the one seed, if you mm-hmm. play Francis Howell in the semifinals, you get to play here. So you yeah. don't ever have to leave the city before you go to Columbia for the state championship. And the, and the winner of that Park Hill South, Blue Springs South game gets to go scout because Park Hill and Rockhurst play the very next day. Yeah, they play on Saturday, um, which I think is an interesting game and, and is going to be uh, Joe Leggio, the tailback for Rockhurst, has been out the last couple of weeks. They, they said he's kind of maybe going to make it back this week. Uh, that was a that was a two-point conversion in overtime game the first time mm-hmm. around. Um, that They stuffed Leggio at like the one-yard line. They were like left. They were like the first, first and last team to stop him there for about a month when he was getting 40 carries and yeah, you know, 250 yards every week. And because he's such a load, he's like six foot one, 255 pounds. And so now I, I think that's a great game on a Saturday. And, um, and it's, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, that, that district is outside of Liberty North, who I think is definitely easily the, the top team in that district. There's a lot of interesting games. I mean, there are. Uh, so yeah, it's a that's definitely an interesting one. Yep, and then in District Three of Lee Summit North, who's the number one seed, um, along with Lee Summit, Lee Summit West, they're playing those Southwest Missouri schools. Which first of all, I can't believe the Nixon Ozark are Class Six schools. My goodness, <laughs> they're just exploding down there. Uh, yeah. But they play some football down there now. Joplin has a good team. Carthage in I believe Class Four or Five. I can't remember. They're, they're in five. They're really good. They're a really good team as well. They're picking it up. They for, for so long they've been the punching bags by whatever Kansas City team comes down there and plays them in that district. Not anymore, it seems like. Yeah, Nixa beat Lee Summit West last year and, and then came up and played Ray Peck pretty tough in the semifinals. Uh, and that's uh, that's who Lee Summit West has this year again. They go down there again for the second straight year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Lee Summit's got Joplin and um, Coach Errol Wamsgans went to the Lee Summit Staley game last week and he picked he picked he's picking Lee Summit to beat Joplin. He said, Lee Summit exploded, and he goes, they look good. Who are you picking? Uh, I picked Joplin. <laughs> so, I, you know, uh, that, that I just – I think the Lee Summit is good. I think they're, I think they're a, pretty, a pretty good team that if they didn't play any, anywhere else in the state, would probably have a, a much different-looking record. Uh, but, no, they, uh, th- they've got a chance, though. They've definitely got a puncher's chance in this game. And, and they were down 20-7 to seven to Staley the other night yeah. and scored 48 48- or 49 straight points, I think that was wow. 49 straight points, and then they won 58 26. So, um, or yeah, so yeah, it's uh 28 56 is what it was. Uh, yeah, so no, it's it's gonna be interesting that in that class six districts, yeah, least least Summit North. The thing for them is, uh, they're staring down, you know, Ray Peck gets Kickapoo and they get Ozark, that they both should easily win those games. Uh, Ray Peck in the semi in the district semifinals. At least Summit North. This is a Ray Peck team that's figured out how to score. So mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely going to get tougher down the line for Lee Summit North uh, if they want to get out of that district, get their first ever district title. They've never won a district title 
in, in, in the school history. All right, let's get to your REMAX big three games. We'll start on the Kansas side here, Blue Valley Southwest and Leavenworth. That's a rematch. Yeah, a rematch mistaken, of a, right? a seven, a seven point win for Blue Valley Southwest uh, about a month ago, month and a half ago. I think it was their last win. Um, and they've been, you know, running through the Blue Valley School District and yeah. teams and really kind of struggling with that. Uh, Leavenworth's playing good football. Eddie McLaughlin, their quarterback is tough. Uh, had two different coaches say, man, he beat you with his feet. And, you know, I said, well, they make the joke that one of the coaches said he looks like Kyler Murray back there. And Anthony Orks said, he goes, the kid's got a cannon. He's not very big, but he goes, he can throw it anywhere he wants to. And he goes, and, and if you don't, and if he decides to run, he'll run past you. So they've got a weapon and they're playing well. Leavenworth has really taken advantage of being in the UKC, the new United Kansas Conference, playing teams more that are like them um, and, and building experience and confidence and their ability to play um, because a lot of times they'd be in the Sunflower League mm-hmm. and even if they got to the, the Shawnee Mission Norse and, you know, if they were down or Shawnee Mission South, some teams that were down, they, you know, they still had to pull the Olathe Norse and the good teams in the Sunflower League and, and, you know, they get beat up. They just yeah. get beat up and they, and they, you know, they have no confidence to get in drill, but now they've got, you know, they, they play Lansing every year, which is a natural rivalry. So uh, this is a, this is a tough game for both these teams in the first round of the playoffs. It's probably the, the best first round playoff of anybody in 5a 6a and 4a on the kansas side that we have yeah. I, I easily we've, we've established it's the worst week out there for kansas yeah. City high school football but we have mined some gems here for the remax big three you mentioned lansing they're taking on payola is that at payola it's at payola um you know lansing played platte county last week and 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 found out it's tough to score on platte county and uh co- talked to coach brown to Caden crawford their outstanding linebacker play some quarterback for them is back this week uh, you know, the Iowa commit. So it's good. Yeah. Anytime you have a guy's going to Iowa to play linebacker, uh, you probably want to get him on the field as best they can. Paola has a uh, Giovanni Blackie is back on the field, their tailback for them. And they've been really playing well the last few weeks. Their defense is not as stout as it's been. Um, so this could be a shootout, especially Crawford's playing well. Um, and this is a game that, you know, both these teams really want to get a win in and, and, you know, the playoffs, they definitely want to get a win, but I think it's gonna be pretty competitive. I, that's one of those games yeah. I really like. Uh, very nice. And then lastly, in Kansas, Lewisburg going to St. James. Does Lewisburg have enough to give uh, St. James, who's maybe playing as good as any team in the city right now, a run for their money? I, I want to give Lewisburg a lot of credit. I think they're playing a lot better. Um, and I want to apologize to them right now because they're playing the team that's playing better than almost anyone in the Metro right now. St. <laughs> James is just killing people. I mean, they're just, they just, they went from seriously. In the EKL in the toughest league out there. They went from not being able to put 10 points on the board to, to putting 40 every single week. It didn't matter who they're playing. And, you know, they, they played Blue Valley Northwest early, Blue Valley early, that, you know, some really good teams early. Um, but they beat Blue Valley North and Bishop Miami's the last two weeks. And um, Jackson House, their quarterback is really playing well. They're off, they've gotten healthy and their offensive line has played together now. They were really inexperienced. And, uh, you know, this team itself may be better than the one from last year. They had Jimmy White and, and uh, James Dakota, White. Yeah. And, then, yeah, yeah. and uh, Dakota Bird at quarterback. They've, uh, they've found a, a, a receiver as a basketball player came out. Nissen, the big tall guy, uh, is really, you know, t- Tyler Claiborne's like 6'2, six, 6'3. Six, this kid's like 6'5. They can just throw it up to him. It's taking the heat off of Tyler Claiborne. He's got more yards than Claiborne. But yeah. that makes it even more dangerous when you've got a guy who might be the best receiver in the Metro 
that can that that doesn't get any double teams anymore. That and their defense is playing better. So yeah, St. James and, and it's uh, I you know Lewisburg's playing. They're, they're one of those teams in the frontier that got better as the season went on. Um, younger team, but unfortunately they're playing the team that got really really good yeah. as the season went on and and maybe in a position to make. Uh, no one's going to win. I, I don't say no. I you don't want to say that, but Miege's run is was amazing. Yeah. St. James looks. St. James looks like they may be looking at back to back at least. Well, and then if you recognize the name Jackson House, you should. His dad Matt House is linebackers coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. So there's some some good football blood in that family. Yeah, he's done a great job just triggering that offense. Yeah. Uh, and so they and they really and they've got some size in line that they're bigger than they were last year, and they yeah. and they've got guys who are juniors that are bigger. So that's a that's that's when you're in four A, you could put guys who who compete with five A and six A linemen on the field. That's just such an advantage. I mean, it's yep. just I mean, you just win so many games because of that. Yep. Um, all right, and over on the Missouri side, Oak Park and Staley. This is a rematch of a game a few weeks ago. There was a close game, and this is a game that uh, Staley won. But Oak Park has to feel uh, confident about and and uh, making it competitive again. Yeah, I talked to Coach Clemens about it. He goes, well, that game, we went down and scored. There's two minutes left, and we were all like, hey, we won. And then Staley went right back down the field and scored on us. And he goes, so we really kind of – that was a game that he goes, we point to that we feel like, hey, we should have taken care of our business there. He goes, and we didn't. And, and he goes, it's, it's one of those things that he goes, he likes it. His team's playing really well. They're, bat, they're, they're throwing the ball a lot more than they have before. Some, some kid named Clemens is playing quarterback. <laughs> Ty Clemens is, kid, is, is having a really good season. They've started, they're now starting a freshman tailback. Uh, who has had some big numbers for them. So uh, th- this Oak Park project has been, you know, he took over five years ago when he came over from Liberty North and uh, Liberty North was in a much better place when he left it there uh, than Oak Park was. And Oak Park was having problems just getting kids out. Um, and they and they redistricted some in, in uh, North Kansas City. So it kind of brought some new blood into that program. And you're finally starting to see it. It, took some, it takes some time at, at Oak Park, but you're finally starting to see um, some of that turn. And Staley, of course, under, under Steve Rampy has had been up and down. You know, they were, they, they played pretty well the first week and then they had to COVID out a week and um, they played well at times. They got to win over Oak Park. And then, you know, they're playing, they looked like they were playing pretty well last week against Lee Summit. <laughs> it's in a drop of a hat. It was, it was yeah. over, but no, that's a good, that, that's a good, I think that'll be a seven point game. I, I fully expect that to go right down. Be close. We'll be there uh, for uh, KSH 40, uh, KSHB 41 under the lights on Friday at 10. All right, Harrisonville and Grandview. Why are you picking this one? Uh, well, I I, I want to see what uh, Harrisonville team shows up. I don't really know if they're the team that beat Maryville and Wayne Hills, New Jersey to start the season, or the team that got beat fifty-five to six, and the six came in the last minute to center, or got beat forty-something to twelve or whatever by um, Odessa last week. I, you know, I don't know what team they are. Jace Reynolds has, has you know gone from putting up two hundred fifty yards on. 15, 20 touches a, a game to, you know, touching the ball 10 times and going 40 yards. Grandview, I, I felt like that they would be better than they, than they were, than they're, than they've been this year. Um, Dan Joyner, their first year coach. I, I really like him as a coach. I think he's going to do good things there, but they just, he, he said that he goes, we, he goes, we have to, st- we, we beat ourselves mm-hmm. penalties and things like that. He goes, that's where we, we have to take a step forward. He goes, we've got good talent. You know, we, we, we got kids who play hard. They work hard. We've got good enthusiasm. He said, we just have to get better. And that's, that's a lot of first year program stuff. I mean, that, that, that's the situation mm-hmm. there. So those are two teams and the winner gets Lincoln prep. So, you know, it's uh it's definitely a game to keep an eye on because Lincoln prep after beating center last week, if you didn't think they were for real, I think they're more for real this year 
I do too. I think they're they maybe don't have the uh, the star power as they've had the last couple of years, but they're maybe more consistent across the board. And a lot of times that's the uh, that's the better thing. So, yeah. yeah. Last but not least, Van Horn Excelsior Springs. That's going to be our uh, game of the week. KSHB forty one. Uh, we'll be live out there in our six o'clock show. Have a report for the game afterward. Highlights all that stuff. Hey, Excelsior Springs. They're the uh, they're the street busters, right, Dion? Yeah, they are. They, they beat Odessa. That's a team that's uh, still a lot of juniors on that on that one. And um, they were in a dogfight with Pleasant Hill last week. But if you should go to look at Pleasant Hill's record, everything's like a one score, yeah. one point game. They are the they are that if you Oak Grove is playing Pleasant Hill this week. And if you want to watch a good football game, go down to the line, follow Pleasant Hill wherever they go, because they're going to be in it. and It's going to be crazy. So, yeah, no good win for Excelsior Springs. And um, they're playing a Van Horn team that I think has improved under Rashad Bird, their first year. Uh, head coach when um, following William Harris who went over to Raytown South, uh, and this is this is a, a good old school option team in Excelsior Springs against a little bit more um, athletic and, and wide open team in Van Horn. So it's a yeah. it's a four or five. I, I think Excelsior is definitely the probably the favorite. They've got a little more um, just experience playing the teams in their league in the MRBC West. But let's not forget that the Crossroads Conference was much improved this year. University Academy is a one seed. Summit Christian has lost one game. Yeah. Bishop Ward, who only plays, I think, one or two games in that conference because their district is four and four. So uh, they had a little bit better schedule this year, and that's, that helps. That has helped Van Horn. They're a little bit more experienced than they've been because they've been years where they would go seven and two and, and just get drilled by an Excelsior in the first round of the playoffs. They may not have as a good a record, uh, but maybe a little bit more competitive this time around. Yeah. Awesome stuff. It just about does it. Do you have anything else? Anything no, else? just like I said, this is, the, this, is the, this is the beginning of the, of the uh, hats for me um jaguar football first one got, this is adidas this was uh yeah not given to me i had to buy it and a yeah. lot of people ask why did you spend money on this and i'm like i don't know uh, i see you wearing that on a golf course where where that's, that's, that's that looks like a golf, on course, golf hat. course hat no i i will say though um i did get a call i have to get i have to go get it but i i, I will have either next week or the week after a new hat because I got a call about the, the was, hat I was wearing uh, in one of our other podcasts that the head coach said he listened to and he never watched, but the assistant coaches had watched it and told him that, you know, oh man, he's wearing hats for people like that. He's like, you need a hat. So it was I, a hand. I, I is, this, it. is this Kansas or Missouri side? It's Missouri side. So it was a, okay. it was a Missouri. I need more, I, you know, I've got St. James um, and Mill Valley. So those are the two Kansas ones I have. I have a few more on the Missouri side and, and I need to get in. You know, if I have to, I'll yeah. break out my son's grain, try and squeeze that grain valley. Yeah, you should. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, awesome. Dion, appreciate the time. Thanks to you as well for watching or listening to Snap Tackle Pod. Enjoy your Friday night. Hope your teams win and all that stuff. We'll be back here next week as we roll along in the playoffs in Kansas and Missouri. See you then.